This is the podcast where we take our guests through the quotes of their retail habits from the best of a bargains to the times they've been completely ripped off. Welcome to False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. I'm Vic Slayton, consumer champion, shopaholic and occasional comedian. And back alongside me after a short hiatus, the X to my Y, the A to my B, the sausage to my mash, is Paul Watson. What have you back. been doing with yourself? I'm You're back. back. Um, mostly having hay fever. Can you oh. hear? I'm, I'm really snotty. It's really like hay fever is just such Lush. a... It's such a pathetic thing to have, but I do <laughs> just have hay fever. and I'm so, It's like this country basically... You have a cold for nine months of the year, and then to celebrate the three months where the weather's all right, you get a cold again. Yeah. yeah, you're literally sniffling. It is. Yeah, I it's am. It's really undignified. It, that wasn't you, why I was off the pod. Not by you the way. in general. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he got in sick with hay fever, crippled with hay fever, <laughs> ridden with it. <laughs> and you've had a new haircut. And I like I have. It. I have in honour of being... No, not in honour of being on the pod. But, um, this yeah. is a listening format, so that would have been a complete waste of your time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Bought a £500 suit as well, just for the occasion. But uh, <laughs> nice to be back. It you look great to be in back. it. Can I just say, a well-cut suit. It's looking good on you, Paul. Well, thank you very much. How, how are you? How has life been without me on the pod? I imagine empty oh, and sad. Yeah, really has, actually. I've missed you. I've missed my podcast husband. But uh, I've been on telly since, Paul, so you have to treat me with respect now you're kind of a big deal now that's that's um that's a new thing right yeah uh they they did ask if we were both three and i said you weren't i just <laughs> <laughs> as yeah. is the way to do it yeah <laughs> i love how i found out how many people are secretly watching steph's pack lunch because I did my first ever segment on Steph's Pack Lunch talking about bargains. And so many people are like, oh, I don't watch it, but I just happened to turn on the telly at the time you were on. I was like, <laughs> secret daytime TV watchers. I love to see it, literally. But uh, right, speaking of telly, Paul, it's time to introduce our guest. Uh, she is a brilliant comedian, uh, star on the circuit, has been for a while, but she's also now a telly famous winner of the popular show, The Traitors, and possibly one of the only guests that my mum will be excited that we had on. <laughs> so without <laughs> further ado, the magnificent Hannah Bichkovsky. How are you? Hello, I'm good, thanks, Beth. How are you? All right, yeah, it's good to be here. So we were talking before we started recording about how guests don't always read the emails, but I'm sure you have. <laughs> I but... have read the email because I have been the person that's not read the email before and it is the most stressful thing <laughs> I've ever done. When you're like, yeah, I'll tell you in just one second while I think of my answer... Yep, I'm looking at my phone. I'm not looking at the email. These are my daily <laughs> affirmations. Uh, this just says you're doing fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say this just says you're doing five. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to do a gig. Yeah, you've got to do a tight five. That's how this I'll podcast do a tight works. Five. <laughs> no, for the listeners joining us for the first time, where have you been? If so, uh, the show works like this. We've carefully, and I use the term loosely, scientifically crafted some categories to help us deep dive into your retail habits, Hannah. And we'll begin, as we always do, with the first question, which is Paul Watson. What's the best deal you've ever got? I think, oh my God, do you know what? This, I am rubbish at bargain hunting. 
I can't do it. I'm not very good at it. I don't look for it. I don't know the value of a pound. I'm no good at it. I'm no good at managing my money. I have an absolute breakdown if I even think about it. So I tend not to look for it. But the best thing that's ever happened to me is, and this is a humble brag. It's not even that humble. Um, (laughs) When I went on the traces, I wore a very specific clothing brand for no other reason than I really like the brand. And then when I came out, they were like, we'll send you some pieces. And I was like, this is amazing. Free clothes. And then now, if I like something on the website, I tell them and they just send it to me. This is amazing. amazing. I know. I know. I did have to, like, go through a really traumatically emotional experience on the telly to do it. So I'm not sure how good a deal it is. This is not, like, something that you can recommend everyone does, right? No. no. Most people just happen to wear some clothes and post they like them and they won't yeah. get free clothes. Right. It's not yeah. even often I wear the clothes. I mean, like, I'm naked from the from the waist down today. Just because it's remote. <laughs> I promised you that was fine, and I meant it. Take for advantage, I'm just like Winnie the Pooh in around the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, I have got jogging bottoms on, but uh, yeah, that's the best. That's the best thing I've ever done. That is, I can't top it. It's just free clothes. That's brilliant, and like the psychological costs aside, that is good value. Yeah, it is great. Well, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I did spend a lot of money on them before. To be fair, but I don't. I can't bargain hunt. I can't do it. I keep tagging people in in the hope that I get free stuff in the same spirit as what you've just said. And uh, yeah, Tati Divine, I wore it specifically on Steph's packed lunch because I wanted people to tweet and ask, "What's uh, where did that girl get this necklace from? And I could tweet back and go, it's Tati Divine. And they'd go, have free stuff. But uh, that did not happen. Oh, you should have told me. I would have tweeted at you. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have sounded dodgy at all, would it's it? Okay. I could just email out all of the guests and be like, can you do me this? Do me this little favour. And uh, <laughs> I think that's an absolutely solid bargain, though, to be honest. Thank you. I don't think you can get much better than free, can you? No, free is the best price. Like I said, psychological costs aside. And you did win a prize as well at the end of the show. Well, yeah, that's true. You did get cash money in exchange for your uh, your public profile. Yeah. Although I was on, like, I watched a TV programme. I just watched, like, a game show the other day and someone won, like, 60 grand. And I was like, you've just done that for 10 minutes. Yeah, I had to have my loyalties tested. I had people yeah, gaslighting me. I did three me. and a half weeks of like <laughs> mania. I've got huge trust issues From now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. On to the next question. The purchase you are most proud of. What's the best thing you've ever bought? The best thing I've ever bought. I think it might be my jewelry because I don't. I try not to spend, I don't like spending a lot of money, especially on something so small, but I do like jewellery and not jewellery that makes your neck go green. I think I've found the perfect, like, cheap jewellery without it being shit. Okay, tell us more. But the problem is, is that it takes a lot of searching. It's not from one particular place because it can be, like, these rings are just not coming off ever because they're (laughs) moulded to my hands now. Um, But sometimes things have come and they're like, it's a ring that's about that big. And I've got fingers like, my dad calls them pig's tits. They're like little short pat nipples. Do you know what I mean? Oh, really, that's why I've got nails like this, so they're just elongate. Make them less trotter-esque. <laughs> exactly. They make, them le- they make them less nipply. <laughs> So I think it's I think it's I think it's my jewellery, because it, it takes me so long to find it. It takes me so long to look for it, and then I get really stressed when it's coming. Because I'm like, what if it turns my neck green? What if all this? And what if? Do you know what I mean? And it's not expensive, 
because I don't like... I asked my boyfriend recently to buy me a ring, not like an engagement ring, but like a really nice ring because it's about £600 and I don't want to spend £600 on a ring for myself and I don't see why I should have to. No, you shouldn't. So I'm I'm hoping that he's going to get me that. Well, uh, keep us informed. I will. We'll clip this bit and we'll make sure it's everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) This is basically just, this is exactly how you deal with brands, right? You're just doing it with him. (laughs) Put it everywhere. We'll peer pressure him into it. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I am like, one of my favourite, favourite necklaces was in a suitcase that I left on a train a few weeks ago. You left a suitcase on a train? Yeah, I just got off the train without it. And I remember sitting on the tube going, well, this journey's a lot easier than I thought. And I was like... Oh. Oh. Hang on, was it just a necklace in the suitcase? Because that's weird. No, <laughs> no, that's the worst bit. It had like five or six of my favourite dresses in there as well. So oh, there's not a lot no. Of, it's not a lot of monetary value. It's more sentimental. But it's a very distinctive suitcase. It's got a tag on it with my name and address on it. And it's gone into apparently this massive lost and found warehouse. And one day they may find it. I don't get to influence that or chase it. I filled out a form and that is all I can do. What's the point in having a lost and found if you can't fucking find anything in it? I mean, if you can't find a case that's literally labelled with my name and address. (laughs) (laughs) They've not got the best detectives on this, have they? I think you need to employ some new people, to be honest. But they all get sent to a centralised depot, so it's not in the train station you've lost it. And my lost and found is now lost in the lost and found and cannot be found. But there's a tightly divine necklace in there that I bought as a treat when I got a really well-paid gig. And I thought, well, this is the start of something. I'm rich now forever. And I spent like £85 on it and it is in there. And the thing is... Even if I get the case back, it's quite delicate. So I'm like, well, that's dead. That's that's gone. I need to let go. I still like the thought of you just having one necklace in the case and carrying it around with you. Yeah, that definitely fun, made my day, that massive idea. Massive holiday suitcases with one squid <laughs> necklace in there. It's such a powerful item. It needed its own case. But uh, So I might do a little sob story to Tati Divine, actually, with loads of pictures of me in it, crying. Clip it, put it everywhere. <laughs> you, you've inspired me. okay so on the other end of the spectrum then we've got a new question paul yeah what do you resent spending money on that you have to do you know what i don't understand and i don't do it now and it is a bad thing because my hair looks so rubbish at the moment with all my roots but having going to a hairdresser's i don't understand it i don't know why it's so expensive I don't, honestly, I just can't. I mean, there's all these, like, hairdresser movements online where they're like, you're paying for the talent, not the thing. And I'm like, yeah, fine, but does it have to be £500? Someone I know has gone and paid over £300 for a haircut. That's so much money. How good can it, like, how much can it change? Now, I will say, because my friend is doing significantly better than me and she did pay for me to go to a fancy hairdresser for my birthday last year and I was exactly the same. I was like, how good can it be? And, uh, oh, it was good though. (laughs) The cut stayed in shape for months and months and months and I had highlights done and the highlights are like, this is about eight months worth of highlights. The the, The listener can't see, but it's just blended out. It, it was witchcraft. But then I went in the last time to the same woman and she cut off more than I wanted. So that's the end of our relationship. 
I don't know you're like, here's all of my salary. Thank yeah, you for a like, shit haircut. Because she's like, oh, the ends are a bit split. It'll look healthier if it's shorter. And I was like, but it'll look shorter if it's shorter. And that is what I care about. So we're not going to do that. That's another thing that they say. Like, <laughs> it's just not healthy. It needs to be cut off. I'm like, it's not cancer. Yeah. <laughs> it's my hair. It's not going to affect me. If it looks all right, why do I care? This does not concern you, woman. Yeah. <laughs> Right, something you get targeted for on uh, social media. If someone can tell me what this is, I would be forever grateful. It is from Wish.com. Of course. Obviously. They look like big blocks of shit. Have you ever seen them? (laughs) Blocks of shit. Yeah, seven for 50 quid. And I'm like, seven of what? I don't know what they are. They're just like, you know what, I'm going to have to find a photo and send I it need to you. I need to know. How am I not on this algorithm? Oh, my. Do you know what? Let me, go, let me see now if I can find it because it is the most inappropriate. I, I don't. I just want to know. If anyone's ever had it, can they please get in touch because I, I, uh, they just look like blocks of shit. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. Do you think if I Google wish.com blocks of shit? <laughs> I'm worried about what my ads are going to start giving me when I start Googling that. Oh, my God. It's just the most... I just don't know what it is. It just... Oh, I've just found something called the Bucket of Doom. I don't know what that is. This is not great. I can't find them. But they come up all the time. And it doesn't say, like, anything about them. It It just shows you them. You click on it and it goes... Just takes you to the website where you can't see them again. I think it might be a good marketing ploy of, like, people will click on it and then go to the website. Sometimes it's like human... It looks like real human teeth. Have you ever bought anything from Wish? I bought a Wonder Woman swimsuit that, as it happened, you weren't allowed to wear it in water because it wasn't waterproof. It was posing wear. Me and Paul have covered this before and he still still, it's still, It still absolutely gets me, yeah. So on brand for Wish, buying something that you can't actually use. Literally does not do the job (laughs) it's meant to do. But I've got into eBay recently because I've got no money and... uh, that some of the stuff that people sell are mad. So we've got all these old games and people are selling the instruction book for the game separate to the cartridge because you can get more money for it. That is so rude. But the questions you get from people, like ridiculous questions, like like clothes, will it fit me? I'm like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> will it fit me? Will I like it? Do you want to send me a picture or are we getting into something weird? <laughs> what? People are very, very odd. But also pervs for shoes. Apparently you have to watch out for pervs because they'll ask you uh, to put the shoes on, to show it on the foot, and it's just them getting foot pics. Pervs are out there. I do that 100%. Yeah, you can sell old shoes for uh, quite a lot of money to uh, people who like that kind of thing. And uh, How amazing. I'm not saying my saving for Edinburgh is not going well, but I, I'm considering <laughs> it. I'm really like... <laughs> Paul, send me your old shoes. They don't have to know. <laughs> I think they'll guess if they see my old shoes. <laughs> it's like a size 10 trainer. Like, I swear it's mine. Sort of battered Adidas size 10 trainer that's obviously kicked a lot of footballs in its time. Meanwhile, I'm still thinking about what Hannah's shit bricks are. Yeah. I've just tried to have a look. I think what I think it's... I think it might be a clever marketing ploy to get you on the website. I don't think it is. I reckon they're for sale. It seems weird. <laughs> if if you were a marketing looks, person, you know, like you know, like little blocks of resin weed. Oh, okay. They're like that, but a bit more of a greeny brown colour. That's so weird. But every time you click on it, it just takes you to the website. I think it's just a ploy. Seems like good value though. You get five for like fifty quid. 
<laughs> I suppose it does depend on what the thing is, doesn't it, in a way? Yeah, that's, mm. that's, that's, I told you I was shit with finding a bargain. I don't even know what it is. I was <laughs> You're just five things. It's five things for 50 quid. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I treat things from, like, Sheen and Wish like scratch cards because they're very cheap. So I think if they don't come, I just haven't won. But if they do, I'm surprised. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good just, idea. Yes, yeah, so if it's like four quid, I'm like, it's a scratch card. I pay £4 for the Scrabble scratch card all the time. If I win, oh, yeah. it's a great day. If I don't, uh, but obviously yeah. that policy only applies when you're not saving for Edinburgh Fringe. Literally, I've gone from, I'll spend four quid on something that I might never wear to, can I sell my old shoes? Um, so... <laughs> Me and my boyfriend are going to share a room in Edinburgh, like literally a tiny room, and I'm going to we'll have to shower at like the gym or something. <laughs> oh, wow. the things you do for Edinburgh Fringe, a same person wouldn't do them. No, it's mental. I only paid about three hundred and fifty quid last Edinburgh, but I was staying about forty forty five minute train journey away. Yeah, that, I originally had somewhere else, and it <laughs> fell through last minute, so I just had to find somewhere, and that was the closest I could find because everything was booked up. So I either had to get the train at eleven or stay out till five am. <laughs> <laughs> and no one. When was the last time you went out and you were like, do you know what? Tonight I'm going to go out and I'm going to stay out till five. No one plans that. No. So it's a weird vibe to plan that you're going to get messed up. I'm going out out tonight. It, uh, it's nine o'clock, so I'm not in the mood for it. But like... yeah. Half ten was the most incredibly stressful time of the day because I was like, I need to make a decision. Am I going home or am I staying out? <laughs> All yeah. night. Have I got six yeah. hours of entertainment? And in I was going to stay, stay in a bedroom with another comedian, Sakisa. I was going to stay in her bed a few times, but she had to climb, I think it was about eight flights of stairs. And I was like, I think I'll stay out. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had that when um when I, I lived in Italy for a bit and it was like a student thing and it was me and a few mates and we had the same thing that the first place we ended up staying was like a hostel but it was a religious hostel and we didn't realise till we got there so their rule was curfew <laughs> they had a curfew at like 10.30 and it was the same you couldn't get back in till 6am so all it meant was we just had much bigger nights where we'd just stay out literally all night yeah. whereas we would have been happy coming back at like one or two some nights but we're like well we're at the hostel now <laughs> either going to sleep in a car park or you just keep drinking all night so it's just <laughs> Yeah. did the exact opposite to what the rule was designed for <laughs> it's brilliant <laughs> okay so last question before the quick fire round exciting uh what's the worst you've ever been ripped off we've just discussed it haven't we it's edinburgh fringe don't go oh my god it is edinburgh fringe it's either going to come down to um, some noodles I got once from walk to work. <laughs> I think it's disgusting. Why was that a rip-off? Oh, uh, because I, it was about 10 quid and it was vile. And it was, like, I'm not but I'm not fussy. I'm not a fussy eater, but this was minging. And they don't explain the rules to you well enough, so you don't know what you're doing. No, that is true. And they were just, they ended up being like... Um, Really claggy, horrible, gross. The chicken was a little bit pink as well. And I didn't know because I'd walked off. <laughs> so I didn't know. As is the as is the concept of what to work. Yeah. Anything to do with like meals out because it's so annoying to me now that when place like if you go to a restaurant, they don't they really don't give a shit. Loads of places are just like, well, whatever it is, what it is, and you're like, no, this is shit. 
This is literal shit. I tweeted a picture last night of, yeah, hummus and pita bread, allegedly. And you can go to my Twitter and have a look at it. Oh, my God. It looked like uh, somebody had already eaten, digested it and put it back on the plate. And uh, they were like, oh, we... oh so I tweeted God. about it. And they're like, oh, we'll give your feedback to the kitchen. I was like, just show them the picture. <laughs> I went to a members only club because I had a membership. And we were having dinner there. And it was had like a monkfish curry or something. It was £35, and I was like, do you know what? It's very expensive, but I think this is going to be one of the most delicious things I'll yeah. probably have had, because we are in a nice place. I'm more than happy to go out and spend money on a nice meal, because I really enjoy going out. Yeah. I enjoy really good food. I enjoy shit food as well, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I, I will happily pay. You know, like a tasting menu, like Gavroche yeah. or something like that. I'd love to go and do that. But the- when it's shit, I'm like... That's 35 pounds. That's so much money on... And it was awful. And I didn't... I had, like, two bites. And I was really hungry. I had two bites, and I was like, I'm not going to eat it because I I don't want it. I want to send it back. And I either don't want to pay for it or I don't want them to... Yeah. I want them to give me something else. Because I think that is fair enough. If it's like... And also, like, the sauce tastes like it come out of a jar. And then when they came over, they were, oh, did you, did you not enjoy your meal? And I was like, no, I, re- I, I think it's come out of a jar. I'm calling bullshit on it. I don't. <laughs> like, I mean, no flavour to it at all. And they were like, okay, we'll, we'll give your feedback to the chef. And I was like, oh, great. Well, that means I'm not hungry anymore. What do you mean? I don't care. Yeah, Make, and then they put it on the bill and I was like, what? Yeah, what is this feedback to the chef thing? It's not like you're not invested in the future of the restaurant. Yes. You're literally I like, exactly. that's that not going to help me. I will let him know. Okay. And also, for a lot of people, going out for dinner is like a real treat. Yeah. I mean, in comedy, you do it way more than you should do because it's just what there is available when you have to get, obviously, you know, you have to go on the go. You have to get whatever you can, as and when you can. Sometimes it'll be an expensive meal. Sometimes it's a Ginster's from a petrol station in Wigan. You just don't know what it's going to be. I eat so much pub calamari. I could be the leading authority (laughs) in beige goods in a pub. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that really gets on my tits is... Roast dinners in a restaurant. Oh, <laughs> right. The price differential on them. The price. They are, they are overpriced, so... but they're always bad. Like, no one does it well. Always. The only place I've ever had a good one is a cra- the Crown Wharf in Stone. That is arguably good for how much. And I think you pay, like, it's about 15 quid, but you get everything. And if, they, if one more place tries to charge me cauliflower cheese on a side... I'll I'll lose my mind because <laughs> that is a staple roast dinner piece. Yeah, and I won't I won't hear another word about it. Right, all round to Hannah's for roast. Guess what, Paul? It's time for the quick fire rounds. Oh, it is, isn't it? Have you been revising? Yeah, I just I just sit and Google the price of every single item I can think Anything of in case it comes up. Anything related to ham. Oh uh, no, I was hoping that might have been forgotten <laughs> over the course. The price. Of- yeah, so it's a guess the price game. Um, the closest okay. person wins. Uh, you take it in turns. Uh, some of them are weird. Some of them are. You might have a clue, but it, it's normally quite a fair fight. Yeah, they're usually weird. So there's weird stuff. So it's it's more shameful if you <laughs> like. A lot of the time, it's quite shameful if you do know the price. <laughs> How much is a brick of shit from Wish.com? Well, <laughs> if that comes up. Yeah, hummus and pit are a green it. king. Too much oh, is how much that is. Like, like, <laughs> 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 oh, 
Right, item number one. It's a cordless drill. When's the last time you had to buy a drill? <laughs> I don't remember buying a drill, but there's one in our house. Like, I guess we must have. But... No one ever buys a drill, right? It's something you borrow. So like someone somewhere owns one drill and it just gets bor- borrowed to every yeah. single person, right? Someone's dad bought it once. <laughs> exactly, right? If I need a drill, it never occurred to me to buy one. It would just be literally, right, who, no. who's got one? And then, yeah, you go down the list of dads, basically, right? Real adults. And oh, until, until you find someone who actually knows what they're doing. And as a man, it's the most embarrassing thing in the world. So I tried to borrow a drill and asked a neighbour and he started asking follow-up questions and I was done. <laughs> he was like, what kind of what kind of gauge do you need for the um, drill bit? And I was like, ooh, yeah. Oh, I, d- I do. I, he's like, are you going into masonry here or is it a dry board wall? And I was like, oh, yeah, good question. <laughs> I had to pretend I had some idea. And basically he knew after about three seconds that he was lending a drill to someone he shouldn't lend it. <laughs> yeah, when you come through his wall. <laughs> right. <laughs> So this is the Bosch Professional 18V. I assume that's volts, valves, Valerie's, I don't know, system, cordless impact drill driver. It's on Hot UK Deals now, so it's a good deal. Uh, According to the blurb, it has a brushless motor that offers solid performance with maximum torque. Oh, I love that in the trail. Of 45 num. (laughs) (laughs) NM, big N, little M, anyone? Now you're speaking my language. Yeah. yeah. I prefer to have 60 or 70 of that, but, um, you know, fine. And a fine. rotational speed of 1,900 RPM. <laughs> How much money? <laughs> How much? £189. 45 Ooh. num, remember. It's got 40, you, got, you haven't factored in the 45 num, surely, with that, I guess. Like... 189, higher or lower? Wow, OK. I obviously didn't, or, or I just, I, I expect a high rotation speed, you know, with the kind of drilling that I do. He's a professional. I'm going to go for 100 quid. Point to the pool. Point to the pool. I've never said that before. And I'll no, it, it sounded awful, didn't it? <laughs> it's a point for Paul. It's £113 now. Wow, that's good. All yeah. right, one nil, wow. Paul. Paul, you're going next to go first. And we want to mm. know about Wimbledon tickets. How oh, much would you? it cost for a ticket to Centre Court for day one? That is Monday the 3rd of July, 2023, no. for the Wimbledon tennis tournament. Now, my feeling on this, now, I, this funny this comes up because I actually feel like this is the kind of thing that I didn't realise you can buy. Now, it sounds really silly, yeah. but I thought like you had to be like a posh person, but like a member of a tennis club or like, I didn't know you could just literally just go online and buy Wimbledon. Yeah, this is day one, isn't it? Yeah, it's day one. First day. It's, it's a low jeopardy day. Uh, it's centre <laughs> called the biggie, is it yeah. like? Yeah, it's the biggie, but it's not really big. This is the funny thing, like it's really not like that big. It's not an O2 arena, is it? So you can't afford... It's going to be pricey. It's properly small. And, and like, um, I've only been there once. And actually, I was there... I wasn't there for Wimbledon either. It was, um, weirdly, it was for the Olympic tennis. And I thought it would be huge. Oh, my God. Serious with his... With his high, high-end lifestyle. Yes. Well, I was, I was a... I was a guest of the Olympic Committee of the Federated States of Micronesia, so like naturally I was quite like <laughs> high on. Um, this is a long-winded way of me bragging, and I think it's about 150 quid. Uh, Hannah, higher or lower? 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 180. Ooh. It's actually 80 pounds if you can what? get the ticket. It only costs 80 pounds. If you're prepared to go in the back six rows, then it's 70 pounds. So, uh... <laughs> oh, I love these stupid old school rules that tennis has. Like, if you're willing to go behind a pole, if you're willing to crouch for the entire yep. thing. I think what this is showing is that I have appalling money management. Yeah, but if you want to go on the last day, uh, it goes up to £255. But it does become cheaper to go in the back six rows at only £230. So you do get a a, a better saving. Uh, Point Paul, 2-0. Oh, my God, I really need to get my life in order. Right, so to prevent (laughs) a clean sheet, uh, Hannah... Living on a cruise ship. How much would it cost to live on a cruise ship for 10 years? That is the price of 10 years aboard the MV Narrative Luxury Residential Cruise Liner. This includes buying the cabin, food and drink, Wi-Fi, and the only thing you have to pay for are fears and fees, whatever they are. So how much? How much for 10 years living on a boat? I would you get a discount. I do have to just pay for the holiday over and over again. I wouldn't. Uh... <laughs> can I use a calculator? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, well, I've been looking again on a cruise, and a cruise for two weeks is but it's actually oh, where's it going oh we don't know where's it going oh my god there's so many questions hang on so so 24 times 10 that's 200 times okay i've got a figure right okay <laughs> do, you, do you want to hear paul's first i, I cannot imagine anything worse it's but a I imagine... purpose-built residential community boat so right so for 10 years i'm going at 200k my calculations has come out as 240k Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You actually worked it out and it came out that close to yeah. my complete bullshit Yeah, guess. that's good, isn't it? <laughs> Neither of you could be on House of Games, to be honest. Oh, so uh, no? 10 years of life aboard with food, drink, Wi-Fi and everything you need apart oh, from yeah, it's good. the fears to get on and off would be uh, £1,650,000. Wow. You can go on a cruise for two weeks for a grand. So why not just do that? I know, and go to different places. Yeah, I don't get weird. it. That's to the Caribbean, guys. <laughs> so it's 2-1, so a, vi- a victory for Paul, but it's a hollow victory because you would nowhere near any of the prices. So. Oh, oh well, oh, that's a nice way to end, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I need to go like, Google some things. It's, the first, yeah. it's your first day back, Paul, after a little break. You know, you, you're true. just getting your eye in. Right, Hannah? Where can people find you if they want more of this? Where are you? What are your socials? What are you doing? What's coming up? They can find me at Hannah Bitchkovsky. It is I print, I spell it as it sounds on all social media because spelling it is a nightmare. <laughs> I'm Hannah Bitchkovsky on all social media. And I also do a podcast called Ghost Huns where we tell ghost stories and try and contact the dead. Wow. Amazing. How did I not know about this? That I'm sounds amazing. Definitely going to listen to it. Fabulous. <laughs> and that is available where all good and bad podcasts are found. Paul, you're up to something new podcast-wise, aren't you? What's going on there? Uh, yeah, I've got a, a niche football podcast. There you're you go. You're seeing other people, sure. Oh, right. no, it's, it's nothing like that. But, you know, it's <laughs> um, it satisfies a need that this one can't, you know, for talking about football in Liechtenstein. So <laughs> if there is a crossover, which I don't think there is, then all six of you are entitled to check out the Sweeper <laughs> podcast. Please do. <laughs> We could have talked about this stuff if you want, Paul. You didn't have to go and look elsewhere. Like I think it, I think it would have got awkward <laughs> with the guests. <laughs> One of my um, things that I don't understand why what people spend money on is football season tickets. So, oh. so it would have been awkward. Or it's already awkward. I, I, <laughs> it's already awkward. I can't believe we didn't get the hatred in Paul's eyes. Oh no! 
There's no hatred here. There's no hatred. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is it. Uh, As always, thank you to the listener for listening. If they've stayed with us till the end, Uh, it was uh, a fun one and it went on all different tangents. Thank you, Hannah, for being on. Uh, It's a delight. Thank you for having me. Thank you for wearing trousers. And... If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review it and tell all of your friends because we need more listeners. And uh, if you didn't enjoy it, you now have 30 days to return it for a full refund. Terms and conditions apply and your statutory rights are not affected. Mm-hmm.